Watch it in one piece. We are! Hi, everyone. Welcome back to We Are watching one piece you know what people said that after wano it just kept going and you know what it sure is fucking going there was a point in this episode where i was like oh fuck it's this episode <laughs> <laughs> there's an exact moment and i'm sure you can guess it <laughs> it's it's when yamato was like hey i'm not gonna hang out with you luffy like, yeah oh, and fuck. i punched a fucking hole in drywall yeah. it's fuck sanji's voice acting in that scene is so funny <laughs> just the really pathetic crying in the background sanji gay confirmed we love it folks yeah the first half of this episode is mainly some flashback around uh yamato not joining the crew and marco leaving wano and also the shanks the red hair pirates and then the second half is a bunch of scary bullshit <laughs> <laughs> stuff that makes you go Oh no! I'm excited to get to that specifically. We'll 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 get there when we get there because we do these things in order, as everyone knows. Unless this is your first time, in which case, hi, my name's Joe. I didn't say it. And I, I'm Jory. I'm the only one. Yeah. I just it's you know it's one of those things where it's good practice, but it also just feels silly. It does. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's it's good practice, and then you know someone who's been listening for years won't know which one of us is which. So. <laughs> That's true. Anyways, we're here to talk about One Piece uh, because we are watching One Piece. This is episode 1087. It's crazy that we're so close to, you know, 1100 now. Like, that's like it, the time between, oh shit, we hit 1000 to, oh, now we're almost 100 past. That feels so small. Yeah. Even though it's like two years of, of anime. But I guess, I mean, we have the benefit of binging. So, because we caught up like, what, 10 episodes ago, maybe? 12? No, like 15. Uh, 16. Okay. Yeah, I was, I was like, yeah, it was 1071 was but, the so, first new one we watched. Yeah, when Luffy melted. Remember that? That was crazy. That's fucked up. And now we're just, we just have to move on, and now other scary shit has to happen. The episode starts with the red hair pirates. Um, they're going towards Sphinx Island, which is Whitebeard's hometown, even though we've seen it once, and there's kind of nothing there. It's a very nondescript place. <laughs> yeah. It's just that the Sphinxes and Whitebeard come from there. And I don't think that that has any semblance or meaning. I think it's just two things that happen to be true. One of the most important guys in the, in the world of pirates came from this place. And also these dumb animals that we've seen in Impeldown. <laughs> I don't think there's any correlation between those two things in any way. But we're, we don't actually see the island today anyway. We just see that the right-hand pirates are going there because they're taking Marco home. My man can fly. Why even catch a ride? But I guess he gets tired. I, guess, I, he, I just flew in my arms are tired. He actually means it. <laughs> yeah. I, I imagine it's also just a, hey, I just fought a giant battle. Yeah. <laughs> I get a chill. Also, it has to, so we can just see him hanging out with Shanks, like, just so we can see that. Yeah, it's just for the sake of the scene. He just likes to hang out with them, probably. <laughs> Not that we actually see them hang out at all, really. Uh, they're taking Marco. He's like, all right, thanks for the ride. I'll fly the rest of the way. And Shanks is like, oh, I thought you were joining the crew. As a, as a joke. <laughs> Marco goes, I, can't, I, I retired from being a babysitter. Yeah, he's like, I can't she's babysit. Like, what the fuck, dude? Important guys anymore. And Shanks is like, hey, I'm not high maintenance. And everyone's like, yeah, you are. What are you talking about? <laughs> this, this is the most he's ever seemed like Luffy. Like, everyone says Luffy's like Roger or whatever. This is the most Shanks has acted like Luffy, I think, on screen. <laughs> or at least since the time skip or something. And I'm like, yeah, in the flashbacks, I guess he acts like a kid. But it's been a while since we've seen him act like a kid. 
they say bye, and Marco thinks of Luffy. So we go back to Wano for a little bit. How many? How many more Wano flashbacks will we get? It's hard to say. I don't know. But <laughs> uh, until I think we'll be getting them until the uh, fights ha- happen in the next big arc, Egghead or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I think even then we might get some flashbacks that make uh, Sanji go, "Oh yeah, I can do this move." And yeah, then and he remembers talking about like. To Yamato about something right before they leave. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, maybe we'll have to see. We go back to Yamato and we see uh, Yamato saying, "Sorry, Luffy, I can't go with you right now because the manga editors haven't decided how queer friendly they're gonna be." <laughs> so, uh, and Luffy's like, "Damn it!" And Sanji also cries. <laughs> He's just cry- sobbing in the background. Yeah, basically through this whole scene. I mean, that that's how I feel if Yamato's not joining my crew. Yeah, he's, he's, he's so cool. He is fuck, so cool. dude. Fuck. fuck. That's how I think we all felt when Yamato decided not to join. Uh, la- last time when we talked about Yamato not joining, I was like, I thought I remembered this. This is the scene I was remembering. It, <laughs> I don't know why they're separated in this way. I grouped them together in my head, and I just need to stop reading the manga so I can stop being incorrect on the podcast <laughs> in really specific ways where I'm sort of correct. But yeah, so Yamato's like, you remember when that tree guy showed up? That was fucked up. I got to stay here until <laughs> this place is a little stronger, and which is fair. Because Yamato might be the strongest person after the Straw Hats leave. Yeah. Based on the fact that Yamato's the only person who would like 1v1 Kaido for a little while. <laughs> Kinemon couldn't do that. And also he's old and also presumably getting fucking cut in half several times <laughs> would put a damper on the rest of your life. I would assume it's yeah. hard for him to recover. Yeah. It's never stopped Zoro, but I don't know. Plot armor. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, Yamato's like, I gotta stay here. Luffy's, Luffy's grumpy about it, but he's like, okay, no, I do understand. And then Marco shows up and is like, hey, I was just off screen. I'm going to say bye as well now. And Luffy's like, hey, didn't you like, save my life once? Thanks for that. We get, we do get <laughs> That was a long time ago. Don't long, worry about it. That was a long fucking time ago. <laughs> we, we do get a flashback of, of him saving Luffy from Aka Inu. And he's like, Ace's will lives on through this guy that we just met. So. If he dies, it is a disgrace upon the entire Whitebeard Pirate. So they all fight to save him. And also Jinbei's there helping. And in the present, Marco's like, hey, Jinbei, do you remember why it was so important that we saved Luffy? And he's like, no, I don't. It was a long time ago. <laughs> Sorry, I just thought, I thought we saved him because he was cool. We just had, like, cool vibes. I thought he was a funny guy. <laughs> you know, I just thought it was, it seemed like the thing to do to save him. I don't know. Uh, but then Marco says that Ace would be proud of him, and that's a nice scene where Luffy is like, like laughs about that, and they're like, "All right, so the future belongs to you guys." Bye, and then he flies <laughs> off. I I no longer required to show up in the show. Hopefully, this makes everybody satisfied with my character arc, and I can retire for real. I'm old. I don't. I mean, that might be the last time we see Marco. I feel like it might be redundant to loop him into whatever the final saga is yeah i think uh if we see him again it'll just be uh let's check in on what the old powerful guys are thinking right now and he goes oh cool luffy did this yeah i could see him reading from the decks of the world or something i don't know is he gonna bring he hasn't done enough to be like a Rayleigh type because i also think of Rayleigh in that way where i'm like i don't think he's gonna be in any big important fights but he's gonna be around yeah this is like the old guard type that's like i have to let them do this and Shanks is yeah. in this weird, weird middle area 
where he is the old guard now, but also he's like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm still in it. I'm still running. And everyone's like, I don't know, dude. I think you might have missed her. I think you might have hit the wall. I think you might have missed her window to be Pirate King. He peaked, bro. I think he might have peaked, bro. And then he's going to like fucking one shot somebody <laughs> in the next chapter. And then we'll be like, all right, well, never mind. I guess he's like, yeah, yeah, I know all this new era talk. But what if it was me instead? I don't know. I got conflicted readings on Shanks. I don't know what the deal with Shanks is. It's going to be... Um, Nepo Baby Shanks confirmed? It's going to be uh, Baldur's, Light Baldur's Gate 3 spoilers at the end. If you just go against a, someone who's been helping you the whole time, he goes, Oh, well then, uh, I'm a bad guy now. you got to fight me. Oh, shit. That's what it's gonna be. Shanks is going <laughs> to be like, Well, I guess uh, i got to fight you now, Luffy. Get fucked. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess. If he's... Also wants to be Pirate King. I don't know. It's weird. You don't really... There's no requirement to beat the other three emperors. You just have to get there, I guess. Oh, yeah, that is true. But it's a shonen manga where people do big punches. So I don't know... And it's something where you can just... Because of that, you can presume... Well, I'm sure a bunch of people will be, like, right outside by the time uh, Luffy gets there. And he'll have to deal with that. Yeah. I don't know. The Shanks situation is, is... fascinating i wonder what will especially i mean considering whatever the hell's going on with his bloodline or shit that they were talking about in film red so and, yeah. and why he's able to just knock on the imp- uh, elder's door and be like what's up y'all <laughs> what's going on hey can you can you leave the rubber boy uh alone and presumably like, well well <laughs> no there's something we know well shanks i does shanks know that i don't know that we know though if shanks knows that or not about the fruit <laughs> i i think um because it's Shanks, I'm just gonna say yes I'm, <laughs> that he I'm, does. We we don't know that he does, but I I can make the presumption that because of who he is, yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah. He, he's shown enough that he just knows the deep inner machinations of this world. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was a very intentional thing to grab that fruit and ruin who's who life. Yeah, fuck that guy in particular. <laughs> it's like this is just a regular fruit. Why is it being stolen by an emperor? <laughs> Gee, I wonder. <laughs> Maybe you're being lied to by the government. <laughs> Impossible. That's not impossible. That's never happened before. Uh, anyways, so that's, I mean, basically the first third of the episode. Because uh, the rest of the episode takes place on Amazon Lily. Yeah. Our favorite place that we haven't been to in a long time. And we see it that it's been completely fucked up. <laughs> the mountain's cut in half. Everything's destroyed. The old old lady, whatever her name is, is like, this is what happens when we let men show up. God forbid women have their own spaces without men. Mm-hmm. God forbid women have hobbies. Uh, but Hancock is also here, and she's like, I'm always going to be hunted by the Marines. I don't know where to go. I guess I could marry Luffy. <laughs> you wanted to do that anyway. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's unrelated to the current situation. Uh, but then we flash back to like a few weeks ago when the Marines came here to get Hancock, which is, of course, because she is no longer... A warlord, which, I don't know, reverie or something? When, do, when the hell did we figure that out? I think so. I, well, we found out by all the Mihawk and a lot of them realizing that they're under attack. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I just couldn't remember the timing of when they did those episodes. Uh, but yeah, so we see the women defending the shore. And what's interesting about this, too, is that because it's a flashback, you know Hancock gets out of it. Then we see that Kobe's here commanding these guys. I think we might have saw Kobe coming here when we saw those episodes however long ago about uh the warlord yeah uh then kobe says all right 
time to whip out the new pacifista, which are called <laughs> seraphim. <laughs> immediately. And, Headed you by know, hands. Oh, God, we're here. <laughs> immediately, I was like, huh, I wonder what these guys look like. Surely they don't look like Kuma. No, what if they look like another scary guy we've only known about for, like, a month? <laughs> what if it looked like, um... <laughs> a nearly dead race of people. Mixed with some people we know. Yeah, what what if we experiment? What if we took the DNA of the one last guy of this uh, powerful race and also all of our government strongest pirates and just put them in a pot and made the fucking Powerpuff Girls? <laughs> what would happen? <laughs> yeah. And also their children for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> Literally Powerpuff Girls vibes. I don't know why. Anyways, yeah, so the Seraphim are introduced in this episode, which is to say we see two. New characters that are pacifista, one of them looks like Baby Hancock, and one of them looks like Baby Mihawk. Yeah. And they seem to have all of their strength, and also pacifista lasers. And one other thing, they got fucked up eyes. They do got fucked up eyes with stars have, in them. They have stars in them, and to make sure, I looked up pictures of King. King does not have star eyes. No. Um, I feel like the star eyes thing seems like it's something important. I know Okiku had weird eyes, but they didn't look like the star eyes. No. And they also, that thing is like a Mihawk has weird eyes, and they don't look like that either. Mihawk has like fucking Zunisha <laughs> eyes for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Which people are like, can it, it, does it mean he can transmit thoughts into other people's heads like Zunisha can? <laughs> yes, but he can only transmit, I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Which is like legitimately a theory people have because of, uh, Marineford. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> Luffy was like, I thought I was going to die, and then I dodged early. And, like, what's more likely? Luffy looked into the future, like, 700 chapters early, or <laughs> Mihawk can send I'm going to kill you vibes to your brain? <laughs> He's got the most rancid vibes possible. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> a- <laughs> I, when he looks at you, you feel like you're going to get shot by a gun. So that's crazy. On top of all of this strength, you also don't want to beat up a kid, right? Like, I think <laughs> yeah. that's I think that's part of it. It's gotta be. And, you know, I think having them be children is disarming. Because, mm-hmm. like, not even with a, you don't want to beat up a kid. It's like, oh, it's just a kid. Yeah. Kid can't do anything. Who cares about a kid? Kid can't do anything. And then they fucking are as strong as Mihawk, the world's strongest swordsman, and cuts a mountain in half. Spoilers for the end of this episode. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so first we see just Hancock, and it's weird that they include the earrings. That's such a funny touch to me. <laughs> I'm like, we don't have a lot of iconography for her because we can't draw this kid with massive hongers. So <laughs> I guess earrings have to stay. But they do have fucking pacifista lasers too, which is also fucked up. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Tiny Hancock is beating up some of the Amazon Lily Pirates. So what's going through your mind, I guess I should check in. Because you're seeing Tiny Hancock, you're piecing together, okay, well, they didn't do this with just one warlord. Yeah, imme- but the thing that I go to is, who was who, who is the warlords when, when they did this? Is there going to be a buggy one? Probably not, because uh, you, can't have a, you can't have buggy be that serious, realistically. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine a tiny buggy? <laughs> I mean, I can. Do, do, <laughs> he was tiny buggy, the like in chapter five or whatever. But 
did are we going to have because remember uh law was the saddest child in the world who was going to kill himself yep well they have that law a little like baby law with uh fire and wings yeah uh, he, but he's also still running out. around with like dynamite on his body so that the, there's <laughs> yeah. always the worry that he lights it with the fire on his back well we have a little crocodile well we have a little moria Oka. much to think about uh i mean kuma was also a warlord and we know he's been tested on We'll definitely have a little Doflamingo. We'll definitely have a little Doflamingo. My, I do wonder, too, like, this is the first time I've ever thought about, like, how far back does the Warlord system go? Like, are there Warlords before the roster we'd know from East Blue? Like, I feel like the Warlords had to have come shortly after the execution of Roger. So you think this is just, like, this is the roster they have in those 13 years or so? How, how, how old is Ace? Like, 17 years? 18 years? That's the yeah, thing is, Roger I, hasn't been dead that long. But. Yeah, but I, I definitely think that the Warlords were something made after Roger was executed. Um, so the the at, at best, maybe there's like one or two, and that could be used as a future plot point of a guy. They come across an ancient, uh, an older guy pirate who's like, I used to be one of them Warlords. I don't think they would, but... I think Oda has enough Warlords <laughs> yeah. in the mix. But I, I, I can't imagine they've been around that long. Yeah. What about uh the guy who's like I'm totally Whitebeard's son? What happened to him? <laughs> oh yeah, what happened to Weevil? We, yeah. Is, is, is there is there a baby Weevil? <laughs> yeah. Must we choose the lesser of two Weevils? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thinking about it, that's a good. That's this is a weird. Th- Maybe we could just spend like a break week episode trying to figure this out because I just think about it more. It's like one was Hancock no longer a slave. Uh, she was a kid in those flashbacks probably about like, yeah probably looked in those flashbacks the way that this pacifista looked yeah so i would imagine then she wasn't a warlord and no one was the fisher tiger stuff going on was roger alive i don't think they ever said that whether or not i'm sure you could figure it, it's it not out re- yeah i'm sure you could like piece it together but of course they're not gonna bring it up because it's not like relevant to the situation but hmm no, my my, my timeline. <laughs> There's probably a Reddit post. There's probably a Reddit post somewhere that would tell us this, but I don't want to look that up. <laughs> yeah, like some some big chart that puts everything onto a timeline. But it would some <laughs> for some reason it would be in a four hour YouTube video that explains it. And I'm like, no, I've seen the anime. I just kind of want to look at a picture. <laughs> yeah, just show me the picture. Yeah, I I don't know about the because yeah because in terms of like Jinbei's timeline, you could be like, yeah, he was. Like, probably in his 20s in the Fisher Tiger stuff, and he's in his 30s or something now. And yeah. he became a warlord. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe that was... I mean, I think Shishibukai, I think that word includes the word for seven. I'm not sure about that, because I would assume it's the same as Yonko, which is also four. My guess would be Roger dies. Suddenly, four <laughs> people decide, like, the, the world gets split into, like, territories by four people. And they're like, all right, well, I guess there's four strongest people. Yonko, we need to start having our own government-sanctioned pirates. And they just start doing it and eventually end up at Seven, even if the name maybe betrays that, I'm guessing. Yeah, because my guess would... Yeah, with that, too, would be like... Because um, the... Especially with how Mihawk... We're introduced to it, really, with Mihawk is like... Yeah, it's a preventative measure. And with Roger's speech, like, inciting a new era of piracy, they're like, we need to fucking stop this right now. Yeah. And it's funny because Mihawk's the perfect guy for it. If you had seven Mihawks, which apparently they had the technology to do, um, <laughs> they do now. They'd be they'd be perfect because you would just have 
seven guys who are like, yeah, I don't really care about ambition, and I'll show up and fuck shit up when you tell me to. Whereas opposed <laughs> to you immediately have Crocodile and Duffelmingo are like, I can take advantage of this system to become a dictator <laughs> with diplomatic immunity. And Moria's like, I don't know, fucked up science on Mystery Island. Who, who else am I? Kuma? Uh, I don't know what Kuma's goals were, <laughs> to be honest. I'm sure we'll never find out, though. I think we're done with Kuma and his stuff. Um, he's, Surely. He's, he's gone through enough, right? Yeah, we saw him just stuffed full of swords and shit. Yeah, he was a slave put down and, uh, yeah, he was like being ridden around and also filled with swords. <laughs> That's cool. That's a cool thing for to happen in that game. Yeah. But I, I don't know. What did, did they say that Sabo saved him or not? I don't remember. I feel like we just talked about this. Uh, I think they did. We've covered too much stuff. <laughs> We're at a tipping point. We're like, oh, fuck. I don't remember anything. <laughs> There's too much going on. There is a lot going on. If only we were better podcasters. I also think it's funny, before, but as we've just been kind of been wildly talking about the Seraphim. Um, also, like, that's a name that should incite fear. Kobe also <laughs> says, like, because they're testing them that, like, they had to turn on cameras. I'm like, these guys got body cams? <laughs> Seraphim got fucking body cams? <laughs> oh, yeah. So Seraphim is, like, an angel type of thing, uh, a seraph or a celestial. Yeah. And also, like, if you Google seraphim, one of the first things, like, there were seven seraphim. So that's just a thing, I guess. Oh, no. maybe, maybe, maybe they always did want seven warlords while we're thinking about it. <laughs> Shout out to, to Judaism, I guess. Although, I don't know, I guess there's also Christian angelology. But in, in Jewish history, there are seven seraphim. Hmm. See, that makes it even scarier when it's the celestial dragons and they're based off of Lunarians and Mm -hmm. we still don't know what's going on on the moon exactly. (laughs) We don't know what's going on on the moon. More and more people are saying it. But yes, no, the idea of like seven angelic uh, robots. I'm like, oh, so do they exist specifically to protect celestial dragons interests? That's bad. That sounds bad. I don't like the celestial dragons very much. But anyways, yeah. Well, I guess we'll deal with that later. Uh, the the fucking last the the arm the army of Kumas was not good enough for them. They were like, what if we had devil children? <laughs> yeah. Also worth pointing out when these guys first showed up, immediately people were like, what was the like? I remember at the end of that movie where Oda put like kid versions of all of the warlords. And like all of these other characters, I'm like, how long has he been thinking about this? Mm. It's actually so. Actually, those are in a movie, yes, because the it, the bad guy in the movie turns people into kids or whatever. And you know, we we've talked about it enough, unfortunately. I think he just drew them in an SBS way before that, because there were also people like, oh, you see, young Blackbeard being like unable to sleep or something, and talking. People are like, oh, but so that means he comes from like this weird winter island that was referenced once <laughs> in Drum Island and a bunch of you know. Does any of that matter? We don't know. But uh, people love to to theorize and question. He did draw the kid versions of these characters a long time ago. And maybe this is why. Maybe he's been thinking about this for a long time. But they're here now. And also the gap of time between something being set up and something paying off is just keeps getting shorter and shorter now. Which should be the scariest thing, I think, to happen in One Piece. The fact that Nika is mentioned relatively close to when it matters. And now also King being experimented on to now <laughs> very close together i'm like oh shit now everything's scary it used to be something would be mentioned and you're like oh that i'll deal with that later that's a problem for future me it's a problem for you very soon but anyways so the pacifist or the seraphim 
are here and they got weird eyes and lasers and they're they're trying to get to actual Hancock. And then everything we've been talking about is if things weren't bad enough, Blackbeard shows up. Oh shit. I haven't even talked about Blackbeard yet. He's here. <laughs> that you know, that's a sign that stuff's going south when Blackbeard shows up. Yeah, I think so. And he's with specifically with Vasco shot and Katarina Devon. Which is interesting, too, because I'm like, I guess you do have to show off these guys a little bit more. Not that they do <laughs> fucking anything. No. <laughs> they turn to stone, actually, is what happens to them in this. <laughs> yeah. Which is funny. I love, so Blackbeard gets, like, completely kind of pushed aside by uh, Tiny Mihawk, who also is here. These are the two Seraphim we see. I kind of, it's interesting how often we see Blackbeard caught off guard and kind of pushed around. Because, like ostensibly he's like we oh we have this idea that he's like set up as the big final bad we have all these things pointing to that we see him kind of get beaten the shit out of impel down and now this but also he still does like he he regularly kind of gets like snuck up on and he's like oh shit and then he gotta gets beaten around a little bit and i wonder it just makes me wonder about whatever inevitably happens when luffy has to fight Blackbeard, because they're like, okay, so he can get rid of Devil Fruit powers. As Plaquas mentioned in the Discord, we don't know how that works for zones yet, <laughs> which you know, technically Luffy has one. Yeah, but also, I- I'm just very interested in the dynamic of like Luffy keeps dying and comes back to life, fights stronger. Like he 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 his greatest superpower is being able to bounce back, literally, and yet. Blackbeard's whole thing is that like he's kind of an idiot who can get like completely snuck up on and knocked aside and still comes out on top all the time somehow. Yeah. And I think with Blackbeard a lot of it works with like arrogance too. He's like, oh, "I'm good." And then as it, he's he's just ready to just breeze through so any sort of pushback, he's like, "Ah, fuck. I got to try. This is going to take a minute." Yeah, he he's unique in the category of strong One Piece characters because like Apparently he has a D, but he's totally afraid to die, and he doesn't really seem to like have the same sort of vibe about him that most of these these big strong guys have. He's he's I mean he's not really a buggy type. Yeah, he's I don't know he's weird. I'm I'm interested to see whatever actually happens with him. I feel like that's gonna be not even just because I want to see them fight because Big Punch cool. I'm just very interested in what happens when you actually put Luffy's perspective up against Blackbeard's. In a combative way, because they're they're, I guess, kind of opposites. I don't know. Also, so Blackbeard's here because he wants Hancock's power. Sure, fine. He's going around hunting devil fruits. Who the fuck is he gonna give it to? So I was thinking about this because later Hancock says my power is useless without my beauty. And while because of the way Oda writes, it's definitely like a lot of stuff is around like bits and like there's yeah. a specific rule thing to of it. comedy. I, I do think, though, if you want to get into this kind of talk about it, uh, you could use her power with fear as well. Like, yeah. I, he could, like, if he had it, I think he could scare people enough into like turning into stone, kind of thing. Because I think it's, it, we we do it as that because it's funnier that the hottest lady in the world has Medusa this power. power people yeah. are, people are so turned on by her they turn to stone. Mm-hmm. Not Kobe though; <laughs> he's in love with Luffy. <laughs> yeah. And you could easily just ha- extrapolate that to just be like, oh, yeah, if you like make them go into irrational acting emotion. So you just like strike fear into someone. I think or the, the power would work as well. Yeah, it's probably just like an like emotional 
like response or it's like okay you are you are so emotionally enamored by me in some way yeah that it but yeah ultimately she also says like if you take this power from me then you can't undo all the people i've already turned to stone yeah presumably how she survives this because he's like well i guess i do want katarina devon and uh fasco <laughs> shot to stay alive i just wonder too i'm like yeah i'm just like who would he give it to i guess it, i don't remember if the giant guy that is on his crew has a devil fruit or if he's just like that i think he's just like that yeah i think he's just like that that would probably be someone like i'm like okay yeah i think anyone's gonna be scared of that fucking guy where are you even hiding him what's your what's the deal but no that was immediately my first thought is i'm like who are you giving this to because and, and maybe that's also because i'm locked into the idea of like well you have to be hot to use it <laughs> and i'm like katarina devon can turn into whoever she wants but she already has the fruit not everybody gets to have multiple fruits unless blackbeard mm. has some I'd be terrified if Blackbeard could somehow extend that to other people. Not that we even know why he can. I think it makes more <laughs> sense that, like, it's a side effect of the darkness fruit. Yeah, if I had to, on the spot, come up with something, it'd be like, he he could store the fruits in the black hole and use them when he wants. Yeah, or, like, because it negates devil fruit powers. It also negates the... Because it's like, if you if you have a devil fruit and then you eat another fruit, it kills you, right? Like, I feel like they I said feel, that. I feel like it's vague. It's like, yeah, your body can't handle how much power or something or, like, whatever idea it yeah, is. Since he's, like, a black hole, it can just, like, contain all that. Yeah, which makes me wonder, I'm like, is there a limit to it? How does he know that? <laughs> I don't know. We're going to learn about, a lot about Devil Fruits by the end of this show, I'm pretty sure. So, because, like, what, once you start talking about, like, yeah, there are Devil Fruits based on mythical people that are, like, somehow imbued with their, like, not, like, life force or something. It's not, like, Luffy's, like, possessed or anything. But, like, to what extent does the vibe of this guy come along with the fruit that is of his powers? How, how much of Luffy's perspective is dictated by having the fruit of a literal liberation warrior? <laughs> it's hard to say. And then, I get, and then like, does that only count to zones? Is that only mythical zones? There's a throwaway line in Alabaster someone pointed out recently where Usopp's like, because U- Usopp fights the dog that's a gun. Yeah. Which we, which we talked about recently because of we did the cover stories in the last episode. And so, and they're like, no, no, no. The gun ate a dog fruit. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, well, it shouldn't be sentient unless the devil fruit has sentience. Like, how does the devil fruit, because now the dog's walking around. <laughs> that's true. And it's also true of Funk Freed. Uh, I guess. Uh, although you rail, you don't really see Funkfree do anything on his own accord, like the, like the dog gun does, who later turns into a uh, gun tank for whatever reason. <laughs> he ha- he has the same power up that fucking Lupus has in Jet Force Gemini. <laughs> yeah. Uh, joke for ten people. <laughs> yeah. uh, two of them are in the room. The the only place you'll get Jet Force Gemini references in <laughs> 2023 going into 2024. <laughs> That's what they come here for. <laughs> The idea of, like, a devil fruit itself can have some sort of direction on the person or thing that eats it is, I guess, up for debate. And the fact that Usopp says that in Alabasta is is one of those, like, god-tier how long has Oda been cooking level things. (laughs) Um, But anyways, that's uh, not a problem for right now. I feel like we've mostly gone through this whole episode because the marines oh yeah we actually the marines want to attack blackbeard but they have to get permission to do it 
I think that's worth bringing up because someone in the Discord was like, what's kind of the deal with emperors? What makes them special? And people were talking about how, like, they're now a tier of pirate where you you need, like, specific permission to, like, go up against them because the marines know they're going to lose a lot of the time. With, like, rare exceptions, Marineford's an exception. Obviously, that's a big uh, thing against Whitebeard. Um, Luffy's an, uh, an emperor now, so anyone they fight probably has to go through. Like, oh, fuck, now I gotta call the fucking boss. Hey, Luffy's here. Or does he have an exception because he's, they're like, yeah, he's a god, I guess, that we want to have under arrest or killed. So maybe, maybe that's a higher. Luffy wasn't, was Luffy technically an emperor when CP0 stopped his fight with Kaido? He was the fifth emperor, which was kind of just a PR thing. <laughs> the fifth, fourth emperor. We see that. I wanted to bring it up just because it was discussed in the Discord recently. Blackbeard just knocks everybody aside. We see Kobe's fighting inland, and uh, he saves Helmeppo from an arrow, although Hancock comes out and makes everybody horny and then, or in love with her. It's kind of, you know, vague. And then she turns everybody into stone, including Helmeppo and Katarina Devon and Vasco Shot. Uh, everybody but Kobe, basically, who is immune, and I guess Blackbeard and... Uh, the Seraphim would show up, and Kobe tries to call them off because he doesn't want all the people turned to stone to die and get broken. If I were him, I would have been like, you can you can do it to the Blackbeard Pirates, actually. And, oh yeah, so the, the Mihawk uh, one shows up. He fights Blackbeard, knocks him through the, uh, like, mountain. Um, also, Blackbeard does point out the Lunarian qualities, which makes me wonder about what Blackbeard knows. Because he's like, oh, you have, like, the the brown skin and the white hair and like he seems to know what he's looking at yeah and then he notices the px as a pacifist and he's like oh shit and he gets knocked around a bunch then he starts using his black hole and mihawk uh sort of like jumps off then that's when hancock shows up everybody turns to stone and uh she's like oh that's kobe he like probably just assumes because he's the one person who didn't turn to stone then he's the strongest person here uh, she goes to do a gunbuster kick on him. <laughs> uh, she is stopped by Blackbeard, who just kind of grabs her. And there go her powers. So she's just, like, caught now. And that's uh, essentially the end of the episode, is her being like, well, you can't just take my power and kill me, or else, you know, no one here will be unthawed from, or earthawed, I guess, from uh, from Stone. And that's the, the, the big scary to be continued. So I feel like we've probably touched on a lot of the, the big scary things in this episode in terms of like, yeah. <laughs> you know, Lunar, the uh, king being tested on or or uh, taking DNA from warlords. <laughs> oh, wait, yeah, they did do experiments on king. I forgot about that. That that was at Punk Hazard, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah. Oh, going into this, I, I keep thinking they, they've implied that Vegapunk's like not exactly a bad guy that caesar was like the fucked up evil one that's the vibe i've gotten that is a vibe <laughs> for sure and i do wonder too like what i mean vegapunk you know we got to talk about him before the show's over obviously yes but yeah he's done a lot of shit for the government <laughs> that the government is is obviously using for badness but I feel like, you know, do, do we look back to Frankie's backstory? And it's like, just because you built it doesn't mean you're evil. <laughs> yeah. uh, science for science's sake. I don't know. 
So in universe, in like fifty years, will the will there be a video snail version of Oppenheimer about Vegapunk? Yes, I think so. <laughs> uh, Vegapunk looking out onto a bunch of ripples, being like, "I do. Th- I think actually, I am responsible for the end of the world happening." <laughs> um, who would be who would be his Einstein? I mean, there's a really funny version of this joke that I'll be able to make in in a matter of time, actually. But <laughs> it, no, just uh, Caesar. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, they did work together. <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 the scene at the end, but it's like Caesar's walking away, or, or no, Caesar would be Strauss because Caesar's the one that views everything as a slight against him. But I'm like, I don't know who Einstein is in this arrangement. Um, we only know two scientists. And, and, uh, Frankie's the next closest thing we got. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's. Well, then it would be the other way around. Frankie would be the Oppenheimer, and Vegapunk would be his Einstein. If we're talking about like mm, that's true, lineage. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. This is this is not a, a stupid, complicated bit we've we've built. <laughs> Look, that's what the people are here for. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're happy to deliver Punkenheimer coming soon. <laughs> I, I used an Oppenheimer film. I had to do a short for my production class, um, and I used an Oppenheimer poster in the background of it. And then I did a time skip, and I got I and then I fa- I face apped the poster to make him look old, and I changed the poster <laughs> to say Oldenheimer. Um, so now my fridge just has both of these posters on it. Um, so Oppenheimer did go to the beach that makes you old. Yes, exactly. That's 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 what happened. <laughs> And now he's Oldenheimer. Oldenheimer to Judgment Day, coming soon. <laughs> of all the of all the non Batman movies that Nolan should make a sequel to, I do think it's Oppenheimer. <laughs> I think it should be Oldenheimer too. <laughs> Anyways, that's the episode. That's true. Yeah, it, we get a cool uh, to be continued with the black hole effect. Yes. Yeah. That's it's always fun when they do something fun with that. There was some, there was some talk in the Discord too about like if Slave Arrow's different than the regular beam because we're talking about kobe not turning into stone or whatever and they're and uh i would assume that it's still based on attraction because if it doesn't matter then i'm just like well why didn't she shoot kobe that's true so that that what's the the fucking like what is she stupid (laughs) joke that's weirdly or originates from a arkham like arkham asylum subreddit but yeah that that's the only other thing that i sort of had like in the back of my head to, to mention but it's it's uh honestly the the best way to make notes for these episodes is to uh look in the discord while everyone else is also watching it <laughs> for the first time and then just go off of that and be like oh all these people were talking about this uh let me bring this up uh so what i'm saying is join our discord as we as we swing into our plugs there's a link in the show notes to join our discord come chat about the manga or the anime or whatever the fuck else or the card game which we talk about uh quite a bit yeah yeah, you know, we're always taking suggestions and stuff, too, for, for other channels um, and stuff. I know someone asked about a music channel, and it's like, yeah, I'll make it if, you know, if, if enough people say they'll use it. Yeah. <laughs> the opposite of if you build it, they will come. It's like, they have to come first, <laughs> then I'll build yeah, it. Um, just because I don't want it to sit there collecting dust. And also, I every time I open Discord, it's like, you have to turn on multi-factor authentication before you can be a moderator so technically jory has to make it because <laughs> no, i'm lazy and haven't done that only reason i've done those because i need to <laughs> have to do that stuff for work so i was yeah. like well i'll do fucking two-factor i guess yeah this is this this isn't a work i don't have to do this <laughs> um our, our discord's pretty chill i don't have i don't think i've ever had to moderate it in any real way 
so that's yeah link to our discords in our show notes you can also find a link in our twitter bio if you want to follow us on twitter at uh twitter.com slash we are watching op uh where we tweet about whatever the fuck's going on new episodes or retweet fan art or memes or uh whatever if you have you know sometimes you know we we retweet um fan art from our listeners because we do have some people making fan art or memes and we're always happy to see that stuff in the discord or on twitter or wherever uh but you can also join our patreon where you can get these episodes early uh you can get them ad free when we do our extended ad breaks i think we'll probably maybe not next week but i know there's one coming down the pike for our our december yeah uh we also shout out the names of all of our patrons which uh we'll do here at the end of our plugs and uh, while I'm at it, talking about our, our ad-free episodes, I will still mention that uh, we are sponsored by Tokyo Treat and Sakurako, which are some wonderful Japanese snack boxes you can have delivered to your door once a month. Maybe gift one to someone for the holiday season. And you can use code JORYJO, J-O-R-Y-J-O, all caps, for $5 off your first box at either team.tokyotreat.com slash watching one piece or team.sakura.co slash watching one piece those links that code that'll all be in the show notes as well it's also somewhere in our discord so there's multiple places for you to find it if you want to use it and there's a video on our twitter of uh the uh sakura co box from this month if you want to check that out you know if it, if it uh sways you any which way but it uh <laughs> supports uh us if you use our link in the code also you yeah. get the five dollars off and that's always good everyone likes saving money Especially right now, because everything's <laughs> expensive. <Yeah. laughs> but that's all of our plugs for the podcast. We usually do this in a different order. But uh, Jory, where can people find you on the internet? Do we do names before plugs? I can't remember. We usually do it after, but... Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. We can, sure. I'm out of order this <laughs> week, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at noimjory. You can uh, find any sort of posts that I make that uh, I'm cool with you seeing under <laughs> Noam Jory. On Letterboxd, we crossed 400 Kino movies. Um, we're in a new era, which means we we watched two uh, transcendent films, and then we watched two of the most boring, uh, awful fucking movies a week later. Nice. <laughs> you know, not everything can be a winner. Not everything can be creating Rem Lazar. Nope. You can only create it once. It's true. <laughs> I don't got a whole lot going on. I'm moving. I don't know. I'm moving soon. Just like half a mile away, but I'm moving. <laughs> That's my plug. Moving to a new place. Nice. How about you? Where can we find you online? Uh, Twitter.com slash ghost of Joe, ghost of J-O. Uh, same on Blue Sky or Instagram or wherever. Uh, I don't think I'll have anything this month, but maybe January. If you haven't checked out the trailer for... Uh, the documentary I've made, uh, you can find it on my Twitter, or you can go to halfserioushalfkidding.com. It's about a musician you've never heard of uh, that I think you should have. I would like to be the one to tell you about it, I guess, <laughs> is, the, is the idea. And yeah, I'm just uh, I'm, I'm making a shorter version of it. There was a version that went to some film festivals, and it went well. I was very happy about it. I came home and thought, mm, it should be shorter. So I'm making a shorter <laughs> version of it. So that'll, you know, once that's done and I can share it with the world, I'm just going to share it with the world. Those are the places you can find me or it if you're if you're interested. I think that's it for me to to share. So um, I already did all of our show, plugs for the show up front for no, just I don't know, just because it happened. Uh, but we do need to shout out all of our patrons. So Jory, that's on you. 
All right. Thank you to A to Z Couple, Adam B, Adam W, Alex, Ollie, Anton, Becca, Blackbeard Got, Empress Boa, Handcucked, <laughs> Blue Sunrise, Brittany, Buggy Barrel, Cappy, Captain Moke, Chad, Chance, Connor, Dame Dalla, Damien, David A, David D, Deus Aqueous, Eric V, Fig, Forrest, Foony, Gage, Gordon, Heidi, Jay Harkins, Jacob, Jiminy's Journal, Joe, Jominy, John underscore Tin, Josh, Junsong91, Caitlin, Cat, King, Mr. Mew, Kyle, Lena, Lucas, Luke, Maddie, Maggie, Magtwisera, Mallory, Martha, McFoley299, Milo, Morgan, my buddy, my name is Jory, and I was born to podcast. <laughs> that is true about me. I don't know about this guy. Nicholas, Nick, Peter, Phoenix Ryu, Riley, Rodsters, Roger D, Ryan, Ryan W, Scride, Snowy Scale, Space Jockey, Stephen D, Stephen R, Stonehell, Meppo's Bussy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess it's Ta- true. Tangle Clappin, The Cat Fangs, The Lost Crab Rangoon, Tony, Trey, Van, Vitek, Verdigree, and your boy. Thank you all so much for supporting us on Patreon and having fun with it at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're still trying to figure out what we're doing for our bonus episode for the month. Trying to find something that would be funny <laughs> to do. Uh, and uh, we haven't cracked it yet, I don't think. But we'll we'll have something up there. Thanks. Thanks as always. Yeah, thank you. And I, I, I think that's it, which means time jewelry for your always correct predictions. What we're going to see next time. This is a hell of a cliffhanger, I guess. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's 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 all in your hands now. Because we, we got the standoff of Blackbeard on Hancock with Hancock going, well, if you want your guys back, uh, you can't kill me or anything or just take my power because uh, you won't get your guys back. And he goes, Ah, fuck, you're right. And he's, oh, I don't care. And he just does it anyway, killing off two of his two of his members who we thought were going to be a big deal. But uh, yeah, Odo decided, <laughs> nah, I don't actually care about these guys. Blackbeard's going to just like absorb their powers because they they still have their devil fruits while they're stone. And we're we're going to start to see that pile up. We're going to see like Blackbeard building up to just having like twenty different devil fruits. It's, it's the, like who who would win Luffy with all the devil fruits or Naruto with all the demon animals? Uh, well, Luffy would die <laughs> instantly. Um, I don't know enough about Naruto to know if he would die, but I'm gonna guess probably. Seems like typically in fiction, you come up with a reason why someone can't do that. <laughs> but who am I to say? Uh, but yes, that's all true. Uh, we're going to see that next time. Rip, Catalina Devon, and her funny enough Nine-Tailed Fox Fruit. Uh, <laughs> who's actually, it's actually going to go to Naruto. It's, it's actually, this is all a prequel. <laughs> yeah. That we're going we're gonna to see that happen next time on One Piece. And until then. <laughs> to me. Continued. <laughs>